Hi, I'm Chris Reid, CEO and Managing Director of ASX 300 company, Near Metals. Chris, good to see you. There's a quick one today because you're whizzing through town on your way to Germany. You've just attended the... the uh, RBC Battery Metals Day. Battery Ma Busy, as I understand it. Good for you? Yeah, fantastic. All the names just, you want to see? Yeah, look, and, and there was about 350 people in the room. Wow. So it's a big show. It's, it's, it's a big show. It's, it's kind of interesting where the direction of generous investors have gone and you know where the, where the banks are looking in and obviously a lot of governments there as well. Um, compared to, say, precious metals at the moment, we should expect to be doing a little bit better um, than it is. Those conferences are empty at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Look, I want to talk to you about just Barambi today. I'm sure we can catch up in the next couple of weeks or so on other matters. But today, yeah. Barambi, you made an announcement yesterday. Uh, why did you feel the need to do that deal now? Oh, so look, you know, Barambi is, you know, the world's second highest grade hard rock titanium deposit. You know, we've, we've held that asset for almost 20 years, mm. uh, drilling it out, doing all the studies. It's It can produce a feedstock, you know, in reasonably short order, i.e. the resources on the granite mining lease. We've got ministerial approvals that we're just getting extended in terms of timelines. It's pretty much shovel ready. And so, you know, this was a real landmark for us. It's a bit like how we did Mount Marion. So we got Mount Marion, developed it up. And, and what you need is a confluence of equity markets and or the commodity price. So we don't have the equity markets at the moment, but we've got a fantastic commodity price. So what you have to do is you can't develop it until you get a take or pay. Right. Off take. Give me a sense of the timing of this thing, because obviously um, DSO is the, is the, is the main constituent. Um, I, I guess, agreement that you've got there, but you've also got um, a concentrate which you're going to be... Yeah, correct. So, you know, in all instances, you mine the ore and you can yeah. create DSO after you crush it, yeah. right? And then we're going to put it into a, a gravity concentrator on site to make a gravity concentrate. The previous study looked at downstream processing. Yeah. And we looked at that at Mount Marion as a way to guarantee that we could develop it, but the market is just so hungry. The, you know, we've always held the conviction that titanium is a commodity that we wanted to be in um, but from a number of reasons. You know, you get an intensity of use growth as the world moves from the second world to the first world. So mm. you had China and India stories and mm. that sort of come true. At the same time, you've had um, supply of natural mine mineral sands decreasing when just not replacing the reserves. Um, so, you know, it's, it's fantastic. You know, the offtake, it, it enables a fast track startup. Right. Low capex, then move to the next stage of making concentrates. The off-taker, um, Zhu Xing, is the key supplier to Baotai, who's the world's largest titanium metal producer. So your ultimate client is making the highest value product out of it. And so they've come to us and said, well, you know, what do you need? And this is the minimum volume. This is the minimum time to get up. It reduces our capex, but we need a floor price. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, okay, well, we can't wait for the concentrates in a year, 18 months. Yeah. So, so what do we do? And we said, well, look, you know, we can mine, crush and screen and truck it. And you can do the beneficiation because they have iron ore beneficiation plants. This is not that materially different. Yeah. It's just a titanium bearing iron ore. Right, but the interesting thing about me is about the kind of obviously lessons learned from Marion in terms of IAA process, but also DSO people say, "Wow, you're giving away all of the upside." But on the other hand, like you said a couple of times there, there's no kind of big capex outlay as a result now, but you still got optionality further down the Look, line, we, right? We will integrate. 
Yeah. And I mean, you just got to recognize that you can't go and raise $400 million. Right. Right. Now, so I mean, you got to cut your cloth. Yeah. The market, the commodity markets are great. The equity markets are not. Okay. Well, we'll get started at a low capex. We'll make less margin. So yep. on the DSO, we'll get actual delivered cost into China, including all the, the government royalties plus a fixed margin. Mm. So, so we can't lose. Like for the DSO, we are just doing it for you. Right. right. There is that kind of thing. And this always intrigues me about companies in terms of with, with, with business plans and, and, the, and the strategies for delivering those business plans over, over time, which is you, you said, okay, we're, we're, it's, it's a lower margin. But in terms of re return on capital invested, it's a pretty smart move now because it gets money flowing, which in the context of all the other projects you've got and, going, and you you've got the designs, mine. right? You de-risk the mine yep. to show you can do it. Yeah. And you can do it in stages. So that's that's essentially you know what it's about for us, and so that we can have cash flow, and be mining and be stockpiling, whilst we build the concentrator, because the concentrator will take us twelve months to build. Right, and in the context of today's market, equity is not there, but also kind of cost capital is, is not quite there at the, at the moment for, for for most people, and certainly big projects too. I suspect people would raise an eyebrow. I suspect if you went if you went for that now. But um, what does that? Um, do for you in terms of the other projects you've got going on? Is it a distraction at the moment or is it no, quite so easy look, to... you know, today I've just signed a lease for part of the next floor down and that's essentially to put the Barambi team down in there as, as they build up. So, so back, it's back we, in Perth? We, yeah, yeah, back in Perth. Right, we run okay. it as a, as a separate standalone business. Right. It's in its own subsidiary. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for us, Corporately, we, we now just need to go and negotiate the full form. So we've got a, an advanced draft. We have to go up to China. We'll have to negotiate prepayments, what have you, to alleviate the need and the amount of capital that we would need to raise. And I, I think, you know, it's likely you've seen from our Vanadium project that we're yeah. doing the debt and equity raising down in the special purpose vehicle so that we're not diluting the head company. Um I think the board would, you know, support that strategy for mm. Barambi going forward. Okay, and just, just talk to me about in terms of the scale of Barambi. You've been sitting on on, on a while, yep. haven't been throwing a lot of money at it, but um, now you've decided to kind of move forward, start a process. Yeah. And in terms of the scale of the project versus what you have agreed with this new offtake agreement, does it restrict you in any way into the future? Because I imagine competitive tension in the titanium world will be high. Look, the, the resource is 280 million tonnes, right? And that's down to 70 metres over 11 kilometres. We've got mm -hmm. over 1,000 RC and diamond holes, right? It, it's a layered intrusion, right? Mm -hmm. So it was flat once and then got tilted up. Yeah. The government site, we've got drill holes down. The ore body still exists at 300 metres. And the government seismic lines indicate that it goes down four kilometres. So we're unlikely to run out of ore in my life or your children's, right? So so taking year one and selling it as DSO and then in terms of just selling concentrate only for uh -huh. initially four years, that another four years that then can be extended, uh -huh. um, it makes no difference really to the resource. Okay, and with the cost to, obviously, I think China's kind of back in, back in favor again with Australia. There was a period where Coal exports and or exports into China was problematic. Now it seems like the the, the doors open yeah, again, communications open again. They never really stopped the iron ore trade. There was less coal for a while. You know they weren't taking crayfish, red wine, 
right. uh, or or, yes. or barley for beer, <laughs> uh, and and so that's that's yeah. opening that's opening back up. Right. So I mean, China produces about half the world's uh, titanium production, mainly in the form of of titanium dioxide for paint, paper, pigments, plastics, etc. But an increasing amounts are going into titanium metal. Right. I mean, every generation of airplane, the the the, the frame has more and more titanium in it. It's light, it's strong. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is the agreement. So once we get to the offtake agreement, it'd be the largest offtake agreement ever written in the titanium industry. Now, the, the Rio Tinto produce a concentrate like ours, but they smelt it into slag. We're selling it to the Chinese who will smelt it and produce a slag. The slag will then become sponge, then become metal. Right. So, you know, with, and the two biggest titanium metal producers uh, are China and Russia. And so the Americans have recently uh, helped Rio fund a new titanium metal plant. I bet. I bet. Uh, let me ask you something about uh, uh, learning from Mount Marion. Okay. Mount Marion, the set and the, and, the, and the sale of Mount Marion afforded you the luxury of time. Um, uh, because of the money that you you received and the money you distributed as dividends and pay for the development of all the other projects that you're building up here in, in Europe, okay? Uh, and obviously the Mechelen and Australia too. Um, would you consider doing something like that with Barambi? You, you mentioned a few interested parties there for, for that could be there for Barambi, but um, would you consider getting another wedge of money in to give you the comfort to do all the things that you want to do in terms of the expansion of the different projects that you've yeah. got going on in your Finland, Instead Portugal, of a Germany, raising. right? Instead of capital raising. So can you continue to be a dividend payer and have this expansive well, we, strategy? We certainly, we certainly have interest from a number of parties, both Chinese and non-Chinese. I expect this deal will catalyze uh, any interest. So there is that tension. Uh, ultimately, we've got to do what we think is in the best interests of the shareholders. I mean, we returned the, the nickel business uh, back to the shareholders, and that that afforded them a fifty percent increase in its in its value uh, today. So, you know, I mean, there's if you do a, if if you do a demerger, then you limit the amount of money that you need to spend on. You eliminate the amount of money that you uh, need to to spend on Barampi. Um, so I think they get you to the, the same purpose, but the board would be open to it. Okay, interesting. Well, I know you've got to head to Germany, so I appreciate you making time for us. We'll see you soon. No dramas, Kurt Weld.